0: So um, I was thinking, you ever notice how there are lines we sing in songs that you sometimes think there's no way we really mean that? Uh, Like, little Lord Jesus, uh, no crying he makes. I don't know if you've ever seen a newborn baby, but I'll pretty much guarantee Jesus was crying. Um, Because I think sometimes we minimize the humanity. And so here's what I would say about this. When we think about innovators and influencers in human history, there are lots of people that come to mind. Some obvious ones might be, right? We talk about Albert Einstein or Galileo or Plato Plato or Socrates or even Napoleon. If we talked about business, we might say Rockefeller or Buffett or Gates or Jobs or Musk. If we talked about music, we might say Bach or Beethoven or Elvis or Beyonce or whoever else you want to name. But I was thinking about how we think about people in things who have influenced things, we would talk about probably, there's really very little argument about the greatest empire that has ever existed would be Rome. And the greatest Caesar that ever existed in the Roman Empire was Augustus Caesar. And we talk about Augustus Caesar, right? We, we He's not the most known emperor of Rome or most known leader of Rome. That would probably be Julius Caesar, right? We all know the story of Julius Caesar and stabbed in the back and all those kinds of things. But if we were to talk about Augustus Caesar, he would also be known as Octavius. Octavius was the nephew of Julius Caesar. And when Octavius eventually became the emperor, he was known as Augustus by this point, but he was known as Augustus, and Caesar had been deified, he had been made a god in the Roman culture, and so Augustus Caesar was known as the son of Caesar. Also in that day, we would say it this way, he was the son of God. Augustus Caesar became known as the son of God. Why would that matter? Because Luke, in his effort for us to know that this is not some abstract thing in history, when he records the birth of Jesus, he begins with the one who is known as the greatest emperor, the greatest emperor of the greatest empire that ever existed. And here's what Luke records. In those days... While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Luke begins his story with the pinnacle of power in his day. It begins with Caesar. And yet it was within 300 years that in almost every way that that matters, that Caesar became a footnote to the one that was born in the manger. So what is it about this particular story, about this particular birth, that really does change everything, right? We could talk about the story from the perspective of Mary or of Joseph, but we can't really escape the shepherds. And I love the shepherds part of the story because this is the reality. When, when we think about shepherds, we, we don't think much about it, but in their day, they were almost kind of like outcasts, pushed to the side, pushed to the margins. And these guys are in the field, and I can't imagine what it would be like if some glowing angel of whatever showed up on the light shine and said hey by the way just wanted you to know there's a baby being born and it's going to change everything i can only imagine and it's this story is so unimaginable it just possibly is true and so we read this story we hear about this story we think about the story it's why we gather and celebrate christmas it's why people open presents around trees because wise men brought gifts to a baby well probably to a toddler but That's not the point today. The point is this, that somehow God did something radically new and he came among us as one of us. And so I thought today it would make a way more sense if we're going to tell this story well, rather than me talking about it, because I talk about it a lot, rather than me telling the story that Carson's going to come and Carson is going to read this story uh, from a children's book. And so this morning we're asking every child who is here, right? Like that's all of you coloring right now because you're like, I don't listen to the old guy talk um so here's what's going to happen now if kids want to come with Carson yep Carson come on up um and I'm going to move and Carson's going to tell the story and I think there are candy canes for kids who come up here so I know some of them are still home opening presents but we're glad for those who are here to come on up and Carson is going to read you a story
1: Now it came to pass, at last, that after many generations, young Mary sat lost in her thoughts of wedding celebrations. The graceful maiden daydreamed of the most delightful plans, for Joseph, her betrothed, was known to be a righteous man. But as her glad mind wondered, the angel Gabriel appeared. Greetings, O favor one, he said. But Mary shook in fear. Fear not, for God will come to you. And in this very year, you shall conceive a son who will bring heaven's kingdom here. How can this be replied Mary? For a virgin such as I, the Holy Spirit will come on to you in the power of the Most High. Your son will be the Holy Son of God and he shall reign on David's throne forevermore. Jesus shall be his name. Behold, responded Mary, I am the servant of the Lord. Let everything be done to me according to your word. That is, as the angel left her home, her world was rearranged, and prayerfully she pondered how her whole life would be changed. As time went on, it wasn't long till Mary's child grew. Thus Joseph contemplated what the best thing was to do. He thought to call the wedding off and separate from Mary, for he knew the child was not his own, which his fiancée carried. And how could he have known that none of this was as it seemed, until the night an angel spoke to Joseph as he dreamed? Joseph, son of David, do not fear to make Mary your wife. The Holy Spirit has filled her womb with God's miraculous life. She shall bring forth a son, and the name Jesus you shall give him. For he will save his people, and their sins will be forgiven. When Joseph woke, he went to work with no more hesitation, spent the day without delay in prayerful preparation. All this fulfilled the prophecy that long ago proclaimed, the Virgin shall conceive a son, Emmanuel, by name. Emmanuel means God with us. Now at that time, Caesar Augustus, the emperor of Rome, decreed that each man must return to his ancestral home. So Joseph's pregnant bride-to-be left Nazareth with him, and after nearly a hundred miles, they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived, they found there was no lodging at the inn, so Joseph searched around the whole town for a resting place for them. He finally found a stable where the animals were kept, And about to faint without complaint, they laid down there and slept. But in the night Mary awoke, the time had finally come, and she gave birth to Jesus, her beloved firstborn son. They wrapped him snug in strips of cloth, and for this king's first bed, they laid him in a manger where the animals had fed The night in nearby fields where the shepherds kept their sheep, an angel in bright glory came and roused them from their sleep. Do not be fearful, I have come to you with good news of joy, for unto you this day is born the promised baby boy. This news is for all people, let the word be spread abroad, he is the Christ, the hoped-for king, the savior sent from God. Then suddenly, as though the stars all blazed forth in brightness, the more angels appeared and all cheered, glory to God in the highest. And on the earth, peace to be those with whom our God is pleased, they then vanished as the awestruck shepherds rose from their trembling knees. Let's go to Bethlehem, they cried, to find this newborn king. And when they found Joseph and Mary, they told them everything. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Carson. Carson tells the story better than I could repeat it, but I'll ask this question for us today. When we think about the world in which Jesus entered into, he could have come in and it could have been proclaimed by people. that would have been officials that would have been proclaiming like, Hey, there's a new Caesar. There's a new king. There's a new whoever has come. Instead, it was shepherds who came and shared that message. They came and shared the message. There's a new king who's been born. There's something about how God, Typically, we find throughout the scriptures, he takes the place of low status, the place that is lowly, the place that is servant, and we find that rather than taking the high places, the places that God would deserve, he doesn't over and over again, and we see this becomes the character and nature of who God actually is, and what we find is he offers a, pen, a sense of peace that comes not when we seek the positions of power, but when we seek positions of service. That when we find ourselves longing for peace, we find our sense of peace when we serve rather than long to be served. And I was thinking of how, how Rome promised a sense of peace. They promised what they call the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. But the peace of Rome only came at the end of a sword. It's the kind of peace, it's a false peace. It's not really real because if you come out of line, they're going to kill you. Because they're going to control their peace the way they know how. But Jesus comes in a way that all of us were born. He says, "Do you want to know what God looks like? God comes to the places that seem lowest and most mundane in every day. And he offers you a sense of peace that is beyond our circumstances. That is beyond what we can know. And this gift of peace is to come to know him. To come to know the life that is found in coming to know who Jesus is. And we are at our most faithful when we look to serve others and not to be served. And so what does it mean for us this Christmas? Maybe just this. Maybe the simple part of the message is when God comes, everything changes. When God shows up, the world has never been the same. We count time by the birth of Jesus, and Caesar is a footnote. In fact, we could say it this way. Caesar is what we name our dogs. And Jesus is the one we gather and we celebrate. And I was thinking just how just even this week, our kids' Christmas program at school, even in public schools, they still sing songs about Jesus, because it really does change everything. And so what might happen if you and I, you and I found true life, a true meaning and true purpose, in seeking to live lives following after Jesus? We pray with me this morning. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together, for this opportunity to sing and to celebrate your birth. For us to recognize that that ultimately in your birth, you begin in life, but through your death and your resurrection, you offer us new life. And so, Father, today as we gather in this space and this time during this Christmas season, may we find hope and joy and comfort and peace. And may we find that your birth really does change everything. So, Father, we ask today that you might help us to be your unique people and as we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate that you come to us as us for the sake of us. And so the scripture says, the word is Emmanuel, God with us. You're not some deity that's far off out there, but rather you come to be with us for the sake of us. And so Father, we ask that you would help us to know you in a way that would change our life. That we might find peace and comfort and hope this Christmas season. And so no matter where we find ourselves, may we find that we can live with a sense of joy and coming to know the one who reorients the world, the one whom we count time from. And may we find that that is enough for us to find life now and life for all eternity. And so, Father, we pray all this in your son Jesus' name.